Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, The Saturday Manager, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Saturday Manager. I'm Ant DeLuca, manager of South Dulwich FC First Eleven, um, and it's another episode. Um, so, weekend just gone for us. Another weekend of league action. We were at home to Catford FC. Uh, what looked like an early season relegation six-pointer. And uh, and so it proved a very tight game. A tight game we did not come out on top of, though, unfortunately. Going down 2-1 to Catford. Um However, there's um, something I want to go over from the game. Nothing to do with, with Catford. This is to do with refereeing. Um, as you've probably picked up from my episodes over the past sort of year and a half, I'm not one who normally has a go at the refs. Um, usually fairly supportive and accepting of decisions. However, this weekend was... One of the first weekends I have generally felt like, why did we bother turning up? It was honestly that bad. It really, really was. Um, I'm going to give you the full backstory of of everything that happened in the week leading up to the game. um, And then also exactly what sort of went down in the game. So, leading up to the game, we got appointed a referee... Then that referee said he was no longer available for the weekend, so he got appointed another referee. Now, this referee is someone we've already had this season, um, a referee we've had a few times over the years. I'm just going to be honest, not a great referee by any standards. Um, a very, very average referee. Just being honest. Um, you could say we're a very, very average team, and... I'd say that's probably a fair assessment. In fact, a very, very poor team this season. Um, That's just my opinion, and I feel like I have the right to share it. However, I've never felt the need to dig that referee out. Um, Always accepted the decisions. However, in the last game he refereed us in, there was a head injury to our young keeper. And when that occurred, the referee in question did not stop the game, let play continue. And for me, that is where I, as a manager, um, especially of players of that age, um, feel the need to step in and say, I don't think this referee has players' safety in his interests. So I messaged referee I messaged the league, sorry, and said, Look, can we have another ref? I didn't explain my reasons. 
because I didn't particularly want to get into it. I just asked for a different referee. Now, the referee sec was obviously a bit surprised, but said he would look for another referee. Fine. Um, he appointed the ref to another game and said, look, if obviously we don't find another ref, you will have to find one, etc., etc." I said, yeah, fair enough. We're happy to wait to see if another one becomes available. Um, then I got an email from league chairman saying he was appalled at our attitude. Um, didn't ask any questions as to why we didn't want the ref. Just saying how appalled he was. He said, we're not going to find you a ref and we will be awarding the points to Catford. Or he would be saying that would be his decision. Obviously, it's not solely his decision, but he felt the need to tell me um, his opinion on it. Didn't ask why I'd made that request. Um, so I replied with the reasoning. Didn't hear anything back from him. Um, so he was very quick to point the finger at me. When I explained my reasoning, he went silent. So fair enough. That's his prerogative. Um, then we got appointed a ref who we've had before. Perfectly good ref from the game I remember previously. So didn't have any, any reservations going into the game about, um, <clears throat> the refereeing. So anyway, going into going into what happened in the game. Um, so <clears throat> sorry, I'm, I've got a bit of a cold. But um, yeah, first ten minutes, I'd say Catford started stronger, um, without really creating too much. Their first big chance actually came in my first sort of. Refereeing controversial moment. Um, ball got played through. Was sort of between the keeper and their striker. Our keeper probably got their second. Um, but they were both had rights to go for the ball. Um, no one was going to pull out. But in the collision, our, ref our goalkeeper got knocked out. Cut his lip badly. Um, had to go to hospital to get stitches. Referee didn't stop the game, which again, head injury, serious head injury, and the game was not stopped. We had to bring it to his attention. Um, fair enough if you missed it, but I don't see how you can miss uh, a goalkeeper being knocked out in a 50-50 where the ball was in play. Um, I just don't see how you missed that. And then he made a point of saying to one of my players that, um, oh, it's lucky they missed the chance because I would have given the goal. So, strange comment to make. But anyway, um, we took the keeper off. Our striker had to go in goal um, for the rest of the game because obviously we didn't have a substitute goalkeeper. Um, game went on. We then grew into the game. We were probably the dominant side for the last half an hour of the game. Uh, last half an hour of the first half, sorry. Um, and then late on in the half, we got a penalty. Um, Stonewaller, in my opinion. I don't. There wasn't any complaints from, from Catford. 
Um, scored a penalty, go into half-time, won it up. Feeling fairly confident going into the second half. Um, and started fairly well. Again, probably the dominant team in possession. Started to fade a little bit. Obviously, we didn't have too many subs. That's another thing that pissed me off this weekend is players dropping out on the morning of the game. It's just... For me, it's just a, a bit of a disrespect to um, all the boys who turn up on the Saturday and choose not to go out on a Friday night and not to get in a state where they can't turn up to the game the next day. Um, but that's an internal conversation I've had within within the club. Um, and then, yeah, so Catford did grow back into the game late, sort of last 20 minutes. And then this is where it just went just mental with the refereeing decisions. Um, so first one, ball gets played in over the top. Over our centre half, their striker's running through. Our keeper gets there before their striker. A bit of a 50 50, but our keeper gets there quite a bit before their striker. Takes the ball, goes through their striker, who obviously didn't pull out. Our keeper couldn't pull out because he was already there. Um, our keeper takes the ball cleanly, ends up with a ball out of 50 50, and the ref points to the spot. So. Not really sure what it was given for, but they scored a penalty. Um, one of those, I thought it was the wrong decision, simple as that. Um, then this is when it really went west with about five minutes to go. Um, with about five minutes to go, their player is running, runs, makes a run through the midfield gets to the edge of the box and gets gets taken out. Um, so, obviously, everyone's looking at the ref. Everyone's assuming he's going to give a free kick and then he points to the spot. This foul, I kid you not, was about two yards outside the box. You could even see the slide tackle mark clearly in the grass where the foul had occurred. And it was, yeah, easily... A, a yard to two yards outside the box. I genuinely couldn't believe it when he'd given it. Genuinely could not believe it. No one on the pitch could believe it. Catford, I think, couldn't believe their their lucky stars. Um, and then take the penalty. Our standing keeper saves the penalty. And then the ref orders a retake because apparently he was off his line. Um... So, get the retake and they score. Obviously, at that point, I'm not best pleased. I get sin-binned for having to go to the ref, which, yeah, by the letter of law, that probably is right. But, um, yeah, an absolute stinking performance by the ref. And, honestly, I'm not one to have a go at refs. My dad was a ref. Um, I appreciate all they do for the game, but... When you turn up to get paid 45 quid for that sort of performance, it is absolutely shocking. It really just knocked the stuffing out of all the boys. Everyone was just absolutely gutted because we didn't deserve to lose the game and definitely not like that. 
definitely not like that. That was just absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, it was just a stinking, stinking couple of decisions. Um, and they decided the game, unfortunately. So it went down 2-1. Obviously, we missed a couple of chances. We probably could have had another pen as well, but um, I won't go into that. But yeah, uh, just a tough, tough one to take. Really, really tough to take, but... There you go, I've said my piece on it, um, I'm sure I'll probably get in trouble for what I've said potentially, but I don't really care because it's my opinion and I'm free to share it. Um, but anyway, enough about our weekend, I'm going to bring on my guest for the week, manager of Croft and Albion, Eddie. Hello, Eddie, mate. Thank you for joining me on this week's podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Um, before we get into all things uh, Bromley and South London League and Crofton Albion, um, just a little bit about yourself. What's your sort of background in, in grassroots football? Um, so I've um, been coaching probably since I was probably about 21, so probably about nine years or so coach at various places, Saturday, Sundays. Um, to be fair, you had um, Chris Sun, uh, Sudborg on last week. I coached with him uh, at a couple of places, uh, Fleet down Crockland Hill, Mottingham. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Yeah, briefly um, coached at Thamesmead Town. Um, and yeah, just um, AFC Lewisham. Just, yeah, just coaching. Just so been coaching been around years. The, you've been around the Kent County sort of circuit then, yeah? Yeah, so I've been um, Kent County, Scaffold. Um, this is my first one in Bromley so yeah been about okay did you play much or has it always just been a coaching route for yourself uh, I played when I was younger so I probably pl- uh, played up to about 20 or so uh, played for um, Thamesley Town Phoenix um, Crayford Arrows quite a few clubs when I was just younger but I, just, um, I got a bit chubby got a bit fat <laughs> um, got lazy and um Always had a passion for coaching anyway, always loved football, so I always wanted to be in and around it. So did a couple of badges. Uh and then yeah, just been coaching ever since. Nice. So what badges have you got? You got your what level two or yeah, FA level one, level level two. Uh I want to do my UA for B soon. Um, but yeah, they're the only ones I've got at the moment. Nice, nice. Um, so obviously this season you're managing Croft and Albion. Um, is this your first season or is this your second season with them? Uh, going into the second season now, uh, so I took over them last year. Uh, I think we finished third on goal difference or something silly like that. Um, nice. But yeah, second season now. So how did that that opportunity come about for you? Did you did you reach out to them or did they reach out to you? Um, so I left AFC Lewisham the year the season before, um, and I just put out that I was looking for a club. Um, anyone's if anyone's looking to. Oh, anyone looking for a gaffer, let me know. And then, um, yeah, they just reached out to me via Twitter. Uh, I met up with Nigel, Gaz, um, and the lads over there, really good bunch of guys. Um, and the way they were talking about the club, what they want to do, I was like, do you know what? Yeah, let's give it a go. I think, I'm, I'm, I don't know, if, did Croft and Albion miss out a season a couple of years ago and then they reformed of a new, you sort of brought in a new bunch of players. Is that right or...? Oh, I'm not a hundred percent sure what happened before me. I think I think it was um, COVID year. I think 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. games. Uh, I'm not sure what happened after that, but yeah, um, I took over. I think it's a year after COVID, so yeah, yeah. Uh, not exactly 100 sure what they were doing before me, but yeah. Did you bring in? A, did you bring in a load of new players, or did you already have a squad there that to sort of work with? Because I remember seeing. Obviously, I've, I've played Crofton ever since we come into the league, um, mm. and they had like a, a group of players, but it seems like a lot of them left sort of around the yeah. time you came in. Is that is that right? Yeah, so um, when I took over, I got um, kind of a list of players that they had before. Uh, I reached out to some of them. Some of them still played for me. Uh, and then I had a core players that um, have been following me around um, most of my jobs. So I brought them in also. So it's a bit of a mixture of both. Okay, nice. And obviously, like you said, last season... Um, Pretty good success, you'd say, for your first season. Obviously, finished third in the league for high end. Obviously, a very strong Farnborough fourths um, and captain. They they run away with it, to be honest. They run away with it that year. Undefeated, I think they were. So, yeah, undefeated in the league. Yeah. Yeah, Fair play to them. Um, Um, Yeah. But third, you were happy with that. What about cups? Did you go far in any of the cup competitions last season? Um, yeah, third, I was really happy with, to be honest, um, because when I took over the job, I was just thinking, do you know what, let's get them to gel. Um, let's get them just knowing each other, mid-table, anything like that would be perfect. Um, but as the season went on, kind of, I was kind of a bit, in the end, actually kind of disappointed in the end, because um, as the season went on, I kind of looked at the opposition, looked what we were playing against, and I was thinking, actually, we should have a strong chance of going up. Um, so third, was it's a bit of a good and a bad thing in the way, but yeah, I was happy with it. Uh, cup competitions. I didn't do as well as I wanted to do in cup competitions. Um, Farnborough knocked us out. I think of two cup competitions, unfortunately. Um, yeah, they had one over in last season. Then, yeah, quarterfinals of both, and then Eden Park knocked us out of one. Also, quarterfinals too. So, could have been better, but yeah, it was it was it was a decent run. Yeah, and obviously this season. Um... Well, with the way the league went, it got split into three leagues rather than four, but you got put into mm-hmm. into the, the second tier or the first division. Yeah. Um, so obviously, a bit of a stronger stronger competition than the year before. So mm-hmm. what were your sort of aims before the season started? Just to sort of stay up or? To be honest, uh, we recruited really well in the summer. Um and to be 100% honest, I, I, we're, we're going to win the league, to be honest. Um, we're trying to get promoted and trying to win the league, trying to play, um, win every game that we play this year. So hopefully we, we can achieve that. Um, but it's always one game at a time. But yeah, we're trying to win the league, to be honest. So you had big, big sort of aims at the start of the season. Um, yeah. It's got to be said so far, you're, you're living up to those aims. Three, three wins from three in the league. Very good start. Yeah, thank you very much. Still early days, though. But, um, yeah, we're doing well so far. Mm-hmm. Laying the foundations, anyway, for a good season. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, I saw you won in the County Cup. Is that right? Against Gravesend? Is that Kent County Cup, was that? Yeah, Kent County Cup. Yeah, 3-2. Um, to be fair, the boys didn't really even play well that game. Should have been a lot more. But, um, yeah, what the boys have started this year, trying to... Well, what we've done really well this year is not play well in some games, but still churn up results. And that was one of those games. We started off blistering, went 3-0 up in the sec- uh, first half. And then second half, it was just a bit scrappy, a bit, yeah, just a bit back to the wall a bit, to be honest. But um, yeah, we got the result there. 
Well, like you said, if you're going to win the leagues, there are there's going to be times when you don't play well, but you still got to get the three points or or get the victory. So that's an important characteristic for any uh, any successful team to have, I think. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I tell that to the lads after these kind of games that we have. That sometimes we, especially in that game there, we didn't play as well. But it's important that we just churn out results. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no. Hopefully we um, make it a bit more comfortable in our next upcoming games. But yeah, no, we're doing we're doing all right so far. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the result from the weekend. So at the start of the season, I sort of had a little prediction through the leagues, and I I did say um. The team you played at the weekend are going to be a definitely a team in and around that um, first place for that title. Um, you played him in the cup though this weekend. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was a one nil victory for for Sporting Club Beckenham. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts from the game? To be fair, it wasn't a game with much quality. To be fair, we kind of cancelled each other out. Um, I think it was a lapse of concentration from one of our centre mids and they've got a penalty probably like 85th minute into the game um, and then uh, they've scored the penalty and then they've just defended for the rest of the game, to be honest. But um, yeah, it was, um, we've always had tight games with them, to be honest. We played them twice last year when they were known as TNS. Mm-hmm. They won one, we won one. So um, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be up there this year, 100%. Looks looks like early days, it's, it's going to be between you two, but like I said, it is still early days. But on on current yeah. form, you two are looking like the uh, the hot favourites. What well, one 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 team I would put up there just because I know a lot of the lads and they play some good football. Standard ballers, they're probably going to be up there too. Um, yeah. I've got not don't know much about Metal Galper or Red Velvet, um, so I'm not sure about those two outfits. But standard ballers play really good football. I know a couple of the lads they used to play at Crofton, uh, and then they I think um, one of the players' cousins started their own team over there standard baller so he went with a couple of people but yeah they're probably going to be a dark horse I would say okay yeah well they've also had a pretty decent start two from two from two so um yeah they'll be in and around it I'm sure so this weekend you have got who have you got yeah I don't think we actually have a game this weekend <laughs> you, have, you got the weekend <laughs> off yeah exactly yeah I don't think we've got a game so I'll probably try and set up a friendly for the lads um, just to keep them ticking over. But yeah, we haven't got a league or cup game this week. Put your feet up for the weekend, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Or probably go watch some other teams play in the <laughs> league. Um, so it looks like your next game is actually the team you've just tipped to be in and around it, which is Standard Ballers. So you v Standard Ballers. So that that should oh, be really? a tight game. Oh, last time I checked, it was supposed to be TNS again. Oh, they probably changed it. Oh, fair enough. Oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm only going off... Um, what I see on full time saying okay. home to yeah, ballers. No, yeah, that should be a good game to be honest. Like I said, there, I feel like TNA, I'm oh, sorry, Sporting Club Beckingham, uh, standard ballers, they're the two teams that probably the arrivals for the title. Yeah, in and around it, I think. Um, and also I think if if I'm if I'm correct, I think that we have drawn each other in Yeah, we have, yeah. The Ron Pope. So I don't know when that I don't know when that fixture is taking place, um, but uh, definitely one to look forward to. Obviously, you have had a, a very good start, and we've had a pretty poor start, but um, yeah. should Happens. be a good test for both of us. No, hundred percent. I'm looking forward to that um, testing ourselves against a team in league above. So should be really good. Um, finally, then obviously I normally do some predictions with with everyone that comes on. So. No 
I know you boys aren't playing this weekend, but we'll we'll do some predictions from from your league anyway, as you probably know know most of the teams in and around it there. So we will start with Bromleyans thirds versus Groundhoppers. So Bromleyans thirds not had a great start. Same for, yeah. same goes for Groundhoppers, which for me is a bit of a surprise. I had Groundhoppers to be in and around it, but don't know if they've lost some some players over the summer. Um, so it's yeah. a bit of a relegation six point at that one. Who are you going to go for in that? Exactly. Yeah. To be fair, I've, I've played Groundhoppers twice already. I don't know how we've done that, but we've played Groundhoppers twice already and beat him twice. Uh, and when I speak to the manager, he does tell me that, yeah, he's lost quite a few players from last year. So he's still trying to build over there. So yeah, that one between them and Bromleyans, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I'll probably give it to Groundhoppers, to be honest, because um, we played Bromleyans and yeah, unless anything's changed, they're not that great, to be honest. Okay. So you're going to go, you're going to go Groundhoppers. I'm going to go Groundhoppers as well then. I'm going to go 2 nil yeah. Groundhoppers. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'd, I'd go 3-2 Groundhoppers to be fair because Bromleyans will score, but I think Groundhoppers, yeah, Groundhoppers win the kick. Okay. Um, then we've got Chelsfield versus Red Velvet. Again, Chelsfield, another team I um, backed to do well this season. They obviously won the bottom division last year, <laughs> but they look like they've not had the best of starts. And then Red Velvet, they're always a, a pretty solid outfit, so that should be a fairly even game. I'm going to go two-two in that one. Yeah, um, Chelsfield. I played last year in a cup, uh, and we beat them convincingly. Uh, I don't know if they've improved much, and I, see, I do see on Twitter that they signed a few players, uh, so they probably have improved. But I'd probably still go Red Velvet, probably two-nil. Red Velvet, okay. And then we've yeah. got Farnborough Thirds versus Standard Ballers. So, uh, I don't know what Farnborough Thirds, I think Farnborough Thirds are actually now their fourth team. I'm not really sure what's gone in there, yeah. but I think some yeah. of them went up to uh, the second team in the Kent County. So, yeah, yeah, probably not as competitive as they were last year. And obviously, you say Standard Ballers are going to be a team to watch out for. So, I'm going to have to go Standard Ballers to win that one 3-1. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, Farnborough, I don't know if they kept all their players from the fourths, but they don't look, from well, judging by the results, they don't look like the same side. So, yeah, I'd probably go, go standard ballers 2-1, yeah. Mm, maybe they still got a bit of a hangover from uh, celebrations last year. Yeah, um, probably, yeah, they did well last year. Um, <laughs> final game we'll look at then is Matagalpa versus Sporting Club Beckenham. Um, I'm sure you'd like... Matt Galper to do you a favour here. I'm going to back Beckenham. I'm going to go Beckenham 2-1 to win that one. Yeah, I don't know much about Matt Galper to be honest. I, I'm not even sure how many games they've played this year, so I can't really judge on that either. One, so, um, one game in the league and they did win it, but I don't know who it was okay. against. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll probably still go Sporting Club Beckenham. I would like Matt Galper to win that game, but yeah, Sporting Club Beckenham probably win, I'd say 2-0. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right then, mate. Well, thank you for your predictions. Thank you for joining me this week. Um, That's no one. Good luck for the rest of the season. If you boys kick this up, you're going to be uh, having something to celebrate at the end of the season, I'm sure. We hope so. We hope so. <laughs> all right, mate. Top man. Thanks for joining me. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye.
So that's it for this week. Thanks once again to Eddie for joining me, top man. Good luck to them for the rest of the season. Um, nothing really to look forward to this weekend on our front. We were due to play Forestdale, but they've actually got a game in the Surrey Cup. So we've got the weekend off. Um, then the following weekend, we are in London Cup action away at Crayford Arrow. So that's going to be a real tough test, but hopefully we can improve from... The previous three weeks and go there and uh, give a good account of ourselves um thanks again for tuning in have a good weekend of football and hopefully catch you all next week cheers keep it simple get down to play today the uk's leading app for next game availability download down to play from the app store and google play searching for players searching for clubs Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match, MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.